Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I once heard someone say, the problem with John the Baptist is that he takes all the fun out of Christmas. But really, as we look at it, that couldn't be any further from the truth. The eccentric prophet whom Jesus referred to as the greatest man born of a woman actually puts the joy back into Christmas. Because he's the one who calls us not to Christmas the way it is, but to Christmas the way it's meant to be. And he does that with just one word. And that word is repent. Or, as some might say, straighten up. You know, my dad would say that to me, I knew what he meant. And I knew he meant business. You know, I say those words to my kids, they know what it means as well. We all know what that means, right? Straighten up. The message is simple, clear, and direct. We're doing something wrong, and we need to change our ways. We need to stop, turn around, and straighten up our lives. We live in a world today where there seems to be an absence of guilt. And some are pleased that guilt has been taken away or dethroned. Others may see it as a bad sign. But the absence of guilt uh, in today's society makes it difficult for us to talk about repentance. Because if there's no feeling of guilt, then the need for repentance is greatly minimized, if not altogether eliminated. So today, the message to us from our Heavenly Father through the voice of John the Baptist is straighten up. Straighten up. And we know what that means, don't we? We are sinners. Each and every one of us are guilty of sin. And we need to change our ways. We need to stop, repent, and straighten up our lives. And that's what we prayed for today, back when we had the collect of the day earlier. Stir up our hearts, O oh Lord. Stir them up. Stir them up like a pot of soup. Get all that junk, all that sin that's been settled deep down in our hearts and stir it up. Make us uncomfortable. Help us to see our sin. Help us to see our sin so that we can repent of that sin. Because the Lord is coming. Yes, he is coming and we need to be ready. And so our Heavenly Father sends his messenger to do just that for us. And today we see that in John the Baptist. The one foretold by Isaiah and Malachi who comes to us this Advent as he does every Advent. And he stirs up our sin. He brings up our sin. But why do we focus on that now? Why do we focus on that in Advent each year? Why not focus on something peaceful like the manger scene? Wouldn't that help us get ready for Christmas better than repentance, sin, and grace? Actually, no. Because without sin, grace, repentance, and John the Baptist, 
And if it wasn't for them, then Jesus is just another cute baby born to proud parents. Christmas would be just another holiday that ends on December 26th when all the special music stops and the stores start taking down all the Christmas displays. But with John the Baptist, with his preaching that prepares us, we see Jesus for who he truly is. He is our Savior. The one who has come to save us from our sins. And Christmas, then, doesn't end on December 26th, but it continues. For the work of the child born on Christmas continues throughout our lives. Because, you see, this season of Advent isn't really here to prepare us to welcome the child born in a manger. He's already come some 2,000 years ago. So Advent really is to prepare us to welcome our Lord when he comes again. When he comes again in glory. For when the grown-up baby in the manger returns as king and judge. And so to prepare for that day, we need John the Baptist. For that day, we need repentance. We need to straighten up. There is no one here that's exempt from that message. For as we have heard, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's a little bit unsettling, isn't it? Doesn't that stir up your hearts a little bit? It should. It's a little bit more serious than the always making a list and checking it twice, right? But the truth is, we don't always produce good, good fruit, do we? We don't produce the good works that our Lord expects of us as his people. We don't always turn away from sin. And even when we do, old habits, bad habits, die hard. It's much easier to love ourselves than to love others, right? To serve and help ourselves and look out for ourselves, number one, instead of serving and helping others. It comes naturally to us to lash out in anger when we're hurt, to return evil with evil, to repay injury with injury. It's easier to cut people down rather than build them back up, to put off the things of God, to put off studying God's word and time and worship, to get wrapped up and consumed by our own lives. To put it in a shorter way, it's hard for us to straighten up. It's hard for us to straighten up our lives and our hearts. It's so much easier just to let things go the way they are, to turn a blind eye, to ignore our sin, to ignore our problems, to not stir the pot. And so today we thank God for sending us John the Baptist, for sending us his message. To not only stir up our hearts, but to smash our cold, hard hearts with the hammer of God's law. Because that's really the only way. Because if you think about it, if, if left to ourselves, we would never and really could never do it. And so we thank God that he gave us the cross before he gives us the joy. Because that's how it was with the baby in the manger. First the cross, then the glory. Bethlehem wasn't the 
idyllic, idyllic, peaceful scene that we make it seem these days, right? Jesus' life was full of hardships, rejection, ultimately leading to the cross, to lay down his life for our sin, to take the suffering and death that is rightly ours because of our crooked, rebellious lives, to take all of our sin upon himself that we might live, that we would be forgiven. That his blood would make us clean, straighten us out, and give us a home and a joy that we could never have apart from him. That is why the Son of God came. And that's why he's still coming and still working in us today. To give us these gifts, to give us these gifts that we could never have apart from him. To give us joy and a life of meaning and purpose to fill our valleys of despair, to bring down the mountains of our pride, and to straighten out our crooked ways. Now, exactly what that means for each of you, I don't know. I can't tell you. Because it means different things to different people, depending on who you are and where you are in life. For each and every one of you, it may have some unexpected twists and turns. It might lead through some rocky terrain and through rough places that you'd rather not go. The road of faith may even lead you into some desert places which you'll have to walk alone by yourself. But you know the truth. You are never by yourself. Your Lord is with you every step of the way, no matter where you go. The one who has given you your faith the one who has baptized you with the Holy Spirit and fire, the one who has given you his word, the one who feeds you with his every body and blood does not abandon you. He doesn't leave you. It is he who does what you cannot do, not only on the cross, but in your heart, to forgive you, to change you, to renew you, and to straighten you out. Yes, the one who left his father's throne in heaven to be born for you is still here for you. That your stirred up sin may be taken away. That your life would be changed. Changed for the better. And to give you joy. And not just some uh, temporary fleeting once a year joy. But a permanent joy. A lasting and never ending joy. That our celebrations of the new life at Christmas here might only be the beginning of our celebration of a new life in heaven forever. Because he who was faithful in coming as the babe of Bethlehem will also be faithful in coming again at the end. And thanks be to God. All flesh will see the salvation of God. And so brothers and sisters in Christ, get ready. Straighten up. And get ready for Christmas as the way it's meant to be. And we do that together by repenting. By repenting and then receiving that wonderful, amazing gift of forgiveness. We come to the Lord's table and receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of our sin and the strengthening of our faith. For while Christmas only comes but once a year, our Savior comes to us every single day. He comes to us in word and sacrament. And so hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. Yes, and it will soon sound again. And the good news is you are prepared in Christ. Amen.